Welcome to the 20-something Trials Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Denicio, and this is the show dedicated to navigating your 20s. Each week, you'll hear from a guest who has walked through an array of trials, triumphs, and more. My goal is to bring you tangible tips to help you grow into the woman you are destined to become. I started this podcast to connect with others, have real conversation about womanhood and career and life, and learn from the incredible groundbreaking people who I admire, and I know you will too. There is so much truth to be learned from our trials and in those of others. So together, let's explore all of the things that make us who we are and grow into the women we are meant to be together. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of 20-something Trials. I am so excited for you to hear my episode today with Alicia Grande. She is, as you will learn and see, so cool and so down to earth and so freaking successful. Like, it's just so cool to have women on the show who have reached this certain level of success within their worlds and are still the most humble, willing, and helpful women out there. I, I am just just really, really blown away by Alicia um, and her time and just her story. So I want to give you a little bit of background about Alicia before we really dive into the show. So Alicia founded Grande Cosmetics 10 years ago with a single product that she believed in, Grande Lash MD. Today, Grande Lash MD enjoys a cult following of beauty devotees around the country. Alicia's passion about beauty has helped her expand her collection of proprietary formulations into the brow, lip, and hair categories, in addition to her signature brow products. The phenomenal success of the Grande Cosmetics line is proof that result-driven products don't have to feel boring or medical. Currently, fans can find Grande Cosmetics at Sephora on HSN, Macy's, and Ulta. So you guys, I would like to introduce you to Alicia Grande. So I'm Alicia Grande, the CEO and founder of Grande Cosmetics. So Grande Cosmetics is best known for the cult favorite lash serum, Grande Lash MD, um, to enhance your own natural lashes. So this is a company I started 11 years ago and um, really excited that I started it with just a little, little bit of money and a lot of grit and I'm so excited to tell my whole story here. Yay. Oh, well, we're so excited to have you. And, you know, I think, and as I said to you before we started recording, the women who have come on this show range from people like you who are further in their career and they are, you know, very successful to women who are just starting out. And I think there's so much knowledge that we can take from you and that we can take from the people just beginning this phase of life. So I am so excited to just dive into more of who you are and your story. Before we hit the ground running, with your company. Can you give us some other titles that you hold? So aside from being the successful CEO, who else are you? Sure. So I am a mother of two boys, uh, Jake and Michael Grande. One is in college and uh, he's 19 and the other one's a junior in high school and he's 17. So, and I'm a, been married for over 20 years, which is crazy. And uh, yeah, I mean, what else do I do? I have also, I'm also a dog, a dog mommy. Uh, I have my two dogs, all boys in my house. 
Yeah. I have <laughs> I have Lance uh, Grande. He's six. He's my golden retriever. And I have Deuce Grande, who is um, a year and a half. He's my border collie. And honestly, they go with me anywhere. Now my, my, my sons who are older, they don't want to go with me anywhere anymore. So my dogs are my sons who hang out with me. They need you more, right? Because the boys are in that phase of life where they're like, mom, can you please leave me alone? But the dog, you got to feed the dogs. They need you to survive. So there you go. If they're not next to me, they're not okay. So it's kind of cute. I love it. And I feel like the dogs always gravitate, like the dogs gravitate towards my mom. I think it's just, I don't know, maybe it's like the maternal instinct. I'm like, I just want to love you. Come here. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. It's true. We all need love in this COVID time. Yes. So the the dogs keep us busy and get us exercise and all of that. So it's good stuff. Love it. Win-win. Yes. Love it. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and start unpacking your story. And I want to start um, from the 20 year old version of who you are, right? So because sure. the podcast is called 20 something trials, let's go back to when you were 20, the life that you currently have, is this what you had envisioned for yourself? So, you know, I, I grew up from a humble beginnings. I mean, I really didn't have much. I, I always go back to, you know, people had these beautiful variety of dolls when they grew up and I had like one raggedy doll not to give a sob story but my parents were divorced so everything that I had to get um whether it be sneakers or a car like nobody really helped me and um you know so I I always had to take care of myself and and not that I'm putting down anyone especially like my own children right now you know they're a little spoiled and and you know they they're not going to have to do what I did when I was younger. But so, I mean, it all started in the beauty industry for me when I was 16, I worked in a flea market. I don't even know if people know what that is. It's kind of like one of those places where you get things on bargain and they're little booths next to each other. Like people now think of them as like pop-up shops, but um, back then it was a flea market in New York and I ran at age 16, one of the cosmetic booths. And uh, there was three in this flea market. It was a really big one in a suburb of New York City, around a half an hour from New York City, called Rockland County. And that was where I really got involved with cosmetics and and skincare. And um, even, even though I was 16 to like 18, I was doing this, I would work every weekend, um, Friday through Sunday. And really, you know, uh, making women feel good about themselves through color, through skincare. And I knew it was something that I really uh, just enjoyed doing. It didn't feel like work to me. So that was like the younger version of myself. And I did that along with I waitressed, I bartended, and then I went to college for marketing and sales. I kind of always knew I would uh, be in sales. That's really like I have that personality where I want to engage with people. I like the eye contact. I like the face-to-face selling, which I think really at this time, and I'm glad I'm speaking to some 20-somethings and, you know, we're in a digital world and that is a a lost art, Mm -hmm. um, which I, I would really love to one day hope to help younger people with understanding how to communicate and engage and not be afraid to ask for things, right? Because if you don't ask, you don't get, right? So right. anyway, that was like younger me and got my degree in marketing, my four-year degree from uh, Ramapo College in New Jersey, then went on to 
various different sales and marketing positions. And then I actually had a radio show on anti-aging because from, like I said, when I was younger, I loved cosmetics, skincare, and, you know, I started noticing that I was aging. <laughs> and I, I was like, this is not okay. I don't like what's going on here. I <laughs> uh, no. And back then there was no Botox or fillers, okay, because I'm 51 now. So, you know, that's over 30 years ago. And we had to deal with what we had, right? Um, so I was always, you know, concocting different things to try to maintain um, my features. And also I love just applying makeup. So, you know, I would interview different doctors and scientists on weight loss items, um, you know, anti-aging and, and weight loss has definitely always been an obsession because I definitely have the chubby gene. So that's always, you know, something that I'm, that I'm fighting. Um, and COVID hasn't helped that either. Thank you, COVID. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, I know I'm kind of rambling, but yeah, so that was like younger Alicia Grande. And in my twenties, um, I was doing marketing and sales. And then I winded up through that radio show, finding a doctor and a scientist who made a formula that enhanced her own natural lashes. And like, this was back in 2006 when I found that formula and I never heard of such a thing. And actually this is after I had my two kids. So when I was younger, I had beautiful, thick, lush lashes. And then after I had my first son, Jake, I say, you know, something's got bigger that I didn't want to get bigger and something's got smaller that I didn't want to get smaller. And one of the things that got smaller were my eyelashes. So I just thought this was something I had to deal with, right? I didn't know that there was something that could enhance it. Well, lo and behold, I used this formula and it really like doubled the length and thickness in my lashes. My friends thought I had lash extensions. My husband literally who notices nothing turned to me on the couch when we were watching the show lost and you know i don't know if you remember that show but we were watching that because we definitely binge on shows and um he looked at me goes what did you do to your eyelashes i said none i've been using this this treatment and i at that moment i said oh my god i have to make this for myself i need to make this with the last name grande Grande Lash has to be born. And, you know, I'm very like marketing head, right? Yeah. So I went on to GoDaddy as I would normally do and buy the domain name because at that point I probably had 30 domain names. And um, I was able to get it. And then we, I trademarked it. I negotiated a deal with the doctor and scientist to give me a small introductory kind of, you know, deal where I didn't have to spend that much money. I invested $25,000 on my first run. And then I went out and sold my product through trade shows, through, uh, you know, spa and salon shows face to face one by one. And people were really using it and believing in it and getting results. And I'll tell you what, I am so happy every time I see or hear a woman or man tell me that their lashes are the lashes of their dreams and they're theirs and they own them. So, 
you know, not only did I make a business out of it, but I really also made women and men feel great about themselves. And, you know, that creates drive for me. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I always think about the beauty industry and even with skincare, it will never, ever go out of style because you're in the market of making men and women feel beautiful. And, you know, one of the things that you said about how after you had um, given birth to your son that I had never heard of your eyelashes being something that you lose in a way. Like my mom totally lost her boobs. Um, but you know, you don't think of eyelashes. You don't think yes. of those kind of features. So Hair. how cool, yeah. How cool that you were able to experience this, you know, firsthand that you understood how much you had like missed that, the way that it looked, right? And then figuring out the solution and then blowing it up to what it is now. I mean, when you see a product that you know, and I know I'm, I'm speaking to your audience because, you know, they're in their 20s and they're thinking, or maybe 20 plus, but you're thinking about, you know, how can I find something that I could really sink my teeth into without having a lot of money? I mean, what, what, what I, I didn't have a lot of money. I had $25,000 and I did it with that amount of money because I made that small amount and I made it at a price that was affordable for people and they got results. But I, you have to put 100% of your passion into it. You need to not get frustrated so quickly and expect that you're going to see money right away. It took me a year and a half to make an actual profit, okay? So for a year and a half, I had no salary. So that's also not easy for everyone to do. I was fortunate that I did have a husband that worked. So I was able to do that, okay? But, um, it, you know, it, if you know that you see a product, even if there's com competition, and there was competition on the market, you know? But you shouldn't let that stop you, you know? Because it's you, your personality, your energy, your constant drive that is going to make your product a success. But just make sure that you have a product that really delivers what it says it's going to do. Because you could fool people once, but you know what? Good luck fooling them twice. Okay? So that's the thing. Every product that I make, I make sure if it says it's going to do something, it better do it. Because I'm not into just taking people's money and running. No siree. Well, and you know, in the beauty industry, I imagine that this is a common thing, unfortunately, right? That, you know, you see all these things advertised to make you look a certain way and feel a certain way and people jump at that. And so if that product doesn't deliver, you lose your credibility, right? And now not everything works for everybody, but, you know, I imagine when a company has a constant record of things not living up to what they said, I mean, what do you do from that point? Your, your company has no legs to stand on. Yeah, that's that's like a one trick pony, you know, and that's yeah. that's not sustainable for a real company. And um I'm really proud to say right now is that I have a little bit over 50 people working in my company and um approximately 90% of the people in my company, especially well, in the office, it's 98% women because mm -hmm. I I work very well with women and I'm in cosmetics. So, um and, and we have our own warehouse. So it, we, we really, you know, everything that I, we make 
down to the bottle of the product and the way it's packed out to the way the phone gets answered. I'm on it. You yeah. know, I, you have to be, <laughs> you can't sit back and think people are really just taking care of it. I, I, I don't do that. I mean, I've been called a workaholic. Okay. Well, you know what? So be it. I enjoy what I do. <laughs> so it, it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. So now I want to backtrack a little bit and, you know, you shared with us that when you were between 16 and 18 is when you really discovered, um, the beauty scene, right. And cosmetics, what was it about makeup in particular that really stuck with you? I mean, just the way makeup makes you look, you can transform yourself. Um, I always loved putting a lot of mascara on and really accentuating my eyes. So that really, when I lost my eyelashes, you know, that was, that was a a big moment for me to, um, you know, go to make sure that I was going to get grinded lash out there. But what, yeah, so makeup was just something that was in my blood. Also, my mother was in the, the cosmetic industry. So, and she was very critical of me, you know, every time she would see me, she would look me up and down and make sure that I was done up properly. So I guess I come from that background, um, if you will, in the cosmetic skincare industry, coming from, you know, a young age from my mother. And, um, you know, there's, I have a certain vanity to me, (laughs) where I do care about what I look like. And, and um, I think it's healthy, though, it's okay, you know, you don't have to beat yourself up, because you care about what you look like. I mean, I, I don't want to put on too much makeup where I, I look completely unnatural. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a nice amount of makeup to enhance your natural features mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there, we need to embrace that because, you know, so often you kind of hear the opposite, um, you know, but why not? It's there. Use it. Embrace yeah. who you are. And if you want to accentuate a little bit of it, go for it. There's nothing wrong with it. So I love that. I think it's important to, to also get that message out, especially to younger women as well. Um, and there is a difference between hiding behind your makeup and then there's using these products to, you know, uncover who you are in a different way. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if you will, it's a form of art, you know, and, and, and you have all these uh, different palettes that you could play with. And, and now with all these these different boxes that you could buy into like these great deals. There's so much testing that you could do. So I have fun playing with it. I've never really completely got the highlighter thing down though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you watch on YouTube, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't go that far. I mean, yeah. some of the, th- some of the things you see are really transformative and uh, that's, that's just too much work for me. Yeah. I'm kind of like that 15, 20 minute makeup girl. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm a teacher. So it's like the quicker I can get this on and get out the door, the better. We're good. Um, exactly. So I want to talk more so about this time. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but you founded Grande Cosmetics in 2008? Yes. I founded Grande okay. Cosmetics in 2008. I, I literally found the product in 2006. And okay. then what I did was I negotiated with the doctor and scientist to make a small amount for me. Um, and then my, which they did, thank, thank you to them. And it was, you know, a unique formula to me because they didn't want to have the same formula as me. 
and I didn't want to have the same formula as them. And I literally went out there on the trade show circuit, which I don't know if ever it's ever really going to come back now because of COVID. But um, so I, my first show I went to was the Jacob Javits show in New York City. It was a spa show in January of 2009, where, um, you know, this show is huge. So it's New York City huge. It's spa and hair show. And there's probably over, imagine, 2,000 vendors there. So I had my first booth there, a little 10 by 10 booth. And I had those beast to print roll-up banners. And there were other competitors that had these big, beautiful acrylic booths. And, and, you know, I was a little intimidated, but that didn't stop me. And I was all the way in the back in the corner um, because I had the like last minute deal for the booth and I got a great deal for $1,500 for that booth. Normally they were 3000 and, and I, I was able to sell in that weekend, $8,000 worth of goods. Yes. I sold out and wow. I shut it. I had these two women with me had used the product. So we, I had a cheerleading squad, you know, and everyone who walked by me, we stopped them and we said, Hey, have you heard of Grandi Lash? And you know, they didn't, they didn't know about it. So we showed them our results, right? Because you need to be a product of the product, right? You Absolutely. Just, yeah. So, um, and we showed them their, our results and they, you know, they felt our authenticity, you know, and, and, and people could really read that. I think that, and so they said, you know, we'll try one. And these are, you know, estheticians who are touching people's skin for facials. So they are very, um, you know, they are like influencers in, in, in a way. Okay. Especially back then when we didn't have influencers and, and still to this day, I, I still consider hairdressers and estheticians, my influencers. Anyway, because they're the ones who really catapulted me to success because they believed in me and used the product. So um, that weekend, believe this is a crazy story. So, you know, I said I have two sons, right? So they were really young then. They were like maybe eight and six. And my husband was in finance. So this was, you know, the year of 2008. So this was 2009 mm. in the beginning. And he I didn't got even laid think off. about that. He got laid off after 15 years. Yeah. So then I said, oh my God. I so I sold out, right? I called him up on the phone. This is so the show was from uh, Saturday to Monday. I said, Frank, uh, I sold out. I did so amazing. I can't believe it. And he goes, That's really great because they just like fired me and I'm walking out of the company with everything in a box. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I figured, Oh, okay. I really need to be the breadwinner now. Um, and I wasn't scared of that because like I said, from a young age, nobody helped me. Okay. So I knew I had the, you know, method to success oh, I did this trade show. I spent $1,500. I got $8,000. I could do this. Let's keep going. Roller skates on. Let's go. Texas, California, North Carolina, Canada. I went everywhere. And, and I did like 40 shows a year. Um, and I would literally, you know, have that same mantra, 
No one's going by my booth without me talking. And, and um, I would literally take, uh, you know, stay at the cheapest hotel, take duffel bags in to the airport. People would think they'd see me. They're like, you're a little girl with two bags. So you're like running away. <laughs> and I was like putting everything, my trade show displays, my products, my brochures, everything was carried in because it was cheaper that way. So I was really on a, as they would call it, bootstrap budget. Um, and, you know, there were times where it was really hard. I was away from my kids. Mm -hmm. I missed birthday parties. I missed, you know, graduations. I missed things, you know, but it's okay. Because I'll tell you what, my kids respect me. They know I worked hard. They know I'm still a good mother. And it's, I, I'm proud. They're proud of me and I'm proud of what I did. Yeah, absolutely. So I did not even connect that. You started this business when the world of economics was literally falling apart. Yes. I yes. didn't and connect that. You know what's crazy? And now here we are again with, you know, economics right. falling apart. and. Grande is actually doing amazing, and I'll tell you why, because I specialize in things that enhance your lashes, okay? What is everyone wearing? Masks. And what do, they, what do you see above the mask, right? Your yeah. lash, your eyes, your brows. And so my lash serum, my brow serum, these are really, really doing very well right now in uh, Sephora and in Ulta. Um, and Amazon Luxury Beauty. So we're, we're, we're very proud. And my own e-commerce is, is doing well. So I'm very fortunate to um, have a successful company despite COVID. And I'll tell you what, now one of my biggest things is, is philanthropy. Yeah. Because, you know, you get to a certain point, money is just a number in the bank, right? So then you, you really have to check yourself and say, oh, what am I doing to give back? And I hope everyone who's listening that, you know, after they work hard and they get to a certain point and they see success is that they really want to give back to help, you know, our, our society, the planet and um, all of that. So we, we, we uh, did a campaign 15 off to you and 15 to feeding America. We raised $213,000. In the month of March, uh, no, April, I'm sorry. No, March, a April. Yeah, I'm like, March, April, May, June. <laughs> They're all the same. And They're all the same. <laughs> it started to feel like Groundhog's Day, you yeah. know, uh, with COVID. But so then, um, and then, you know, with, with what happened with Black Lives Matter, you know, um, you know, I grew up in a very diversified neighborhood. I had a Black best friend, a Spanish best friend. Uh, so you know, I, I decided to do a campaign for that as well. And we raised, uh, you know, $50,000 for the NAACP. So this is, you know, this is a big thing for me now as, as at age 51. I, I, you know, I know, hey, what are, what am I going to do mm -hmm. uh, to get back and to, because like I said, once you, once you reach this level of success, I mean, not that I'm the most successful person in the world or anything like that, clearly not, but you know, coming from a humble background and starting with $25,000 and, you know, it, it, I feel like I've, I've come a long way and I, I just want to, you know, give back. And I, I'm very happy to be on your show that I hope people are listening and, 
finding their passion and feeling that they could be empowered to do what um, really makes them feel good. Because I'll tell you this, if you love what you do, especially if you love what you do, you will be good at it. Yeah. Okay. But don't, don't bother if you don't love it. And you know, the, the really cool thing about your path is you studied marketing and sales. So you always had that, that businesswoman was always inside of you. And then you get to couple it with this love for makeup and cosmetics. So you've got this one skill set, right? And then you get this passion and how lucky are you to have been able to combine the two and build an incredible career out of that? I mean, you, there Uh, have have to be moments where you sit back and just reflect. I feel like I'm going to cry. I really am so happy. I really am. Cause I'm not that kind of person that it's hard for me to work for people. Honestly, (laughs) my head is always like, I'm full of ideas all the time. And I, I, so I just need to be able to express myself. And, um, I've been lucky for that. You know, Mm -hmm. I've had some other things in my life that haven't been so lucky, but for this, I have, you know, absolutely. And thank you for, thank you for your vulnerability and thank you for touching on the, you know, philanthropy side of that, because, you know, we see all of these people who are very successful and, you know, we we don't know where some of that money goes. We don't know what that looks like. And so I appreciate you being willing to share that, that side of it, especially in the midst of everything going on COVID and the black lives matter movement. So I I give you um, a lot of props for, for having the awareness to do the right thing in these moments and beyond that. Right. Thank you so much. I want to transition a bit because you mentioned Sephora and now yes. I know that you and Sephora didn't always, you guys weren't always on the same page, right? So, well, I mean, I don't want to ever insult Sephora because they are the Mecca. They, they are the ones that lead in beauty. Okay. I mean, right. Um, but, but so I started with Sephora in 2016. What happened was, is it was that Kylie Jenner effect with the lip plumpers. So they scouted out my lip plumper, right? Grande lips. And, um, we got, we got placement in, um, scouted by Sephora in the front of the store. We were on the top shelf. I mean, this was like, I mean, I went in there and I almost passed out to see my product there. And when I visited Sephora in San Francisco, I mean, it was like the biggest dream to be in Sephora. This is to me like, (gasps) Sephora, you know? Um, So I was really proud of that. But when I had first told them back in 2016, you know, that my number one product is, is my lash serum, you know, they just didn't see it as a big category then. And now it is a big category, you know? Um, so they took it in 2000 and, uh, it was 18 on, on .com and it blew up right away. I mean, it blew up and then it winded up going, they fast tracked it into store, uh, in the mascara and cap. So they've been a, they've been a great partner, you know, um, and I, I love my buying team now. They're, they're, they're really, really great. So you know, it, you know, when you're dealing with a company like Sephora, I mean, you're going to always have, you know, the, a lot of buyers sometimes think that they know the trends, but like, it's, it's sometimes hard for them to really listen to what you're saying because 
they think you're just selling them sometimes, but like, you know, sometimes, but, but I, I, but, but when they actually finally did it, it blew their mind. And again, great partners. They do so much for me. So all love to them, all love, nothing bad. I, you know, but I, I think it's pretty cool that you go from, you know, what do you say? Like the top shelf, which please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, that's not like a, Hey, look at this new product. It's kind of like there, right. It sits among the many. So from going to that, to like, you know, massive deals and then realizing how awesome this product is, like how freaking badass, you know, that must've been such a cool moment for you. It was such a cool moment. I mean, I did so many videos of me like going in Sephora and just like, you know, doing my dog and pony show. I was so proud. But, you know, what I really have to say, and, and, and to your, you know, people who are listening who want to start a business or maybe they're dealing with buyers at this point, I, I need to say that you need to always be thinking about asking and presenting and not be afraid because if you don't ask, you don't get, right? So, you know, even if it's perceived as pushy, it doesn't matter. You need to keep asking. You need to keep creating. Um, don't ever stop, you know, because that's the magic, right? And you always need to be looking. I mean, there are some things that, you know, I've created in the past that haven't been successful, but then, you know, I, so it, it's not that, uh, you know, I'm like the, with the Midas touch, everything I touch turns to gold. No, but you got to keep trying. And if you have one failure, it's okay. It is okay. You don't have to beat yourself up. You just get back up, dust yourself off and go back at it again. Okay. Um, sensitivity is not a good thing. In, in, if you want to be an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. sorry. Yeah. You kind of have to like put that in the, you know, in a closet and lock it up and, and just keep asking, you know, and even like I, I, I met Ulta. I was at a uh, big convention in Italy called Cosmoprof. And I, I was at a, uh, like a kind of event and I, I saw the, uh, one of the people from Ulta and, you know, people had sticker names on their shirt and I didn't know this person, but I walk right up. Oh, hi. I'm Alicia Grande. How are you? You know, and, uh, you know, and next thing you know, I'm talking to them. I mean, if you're not in the moment, that moment's not going to come again. I'll tell you that. So some big takeaways I'm hearing from you right now is you've got to be persistent. You've got to be willing to make that introduction. So you can't wait for people to come to you. You can't wait for the opportunity to come to you. You've, you've got to make it happen yourself. Even if that means walking up to a stranger and making sure that they know who you are. Yeah. And what is the worst case scenario that guy right. said to me? He could have said, yeah, well, I'm, I'm in a conversation. I'm sorry. I can't talk to you. Okay, then. Then I come back again 10 minutes later. Well, see, that's me. That's the salesperson in me, though. But like, yeah. I mean, you have to sell yourself. Nobody's going to sell you. Okay. Yeah. You have to do it. And I mean, I think that's really been part of my success is because I've always been in the moment. Um, always pitching, uh, not in a bad way, but I'm pitching not only for my success, but for Sephora's success, for Ulta's success, you know, yeah. and they understand that they, you know, they're, they're getting, they're getting like, they're understanding it more because the sales volume is really up. So when your sales volume is up, they, they start really, you know, you get a different level of respect, I guess, you know, 
it's not the same when when I first had my lip plumper there and I first started talking to Sephora. It's a different ballpark right now. So thank yeah. God for that. But yeah, hey, you do what you got to do. Absolutely. And so I, I like that you shared that even though you have had success, like nothing, it, it hasn't always been that way. There have been products that failed and it's important to talk about that, right? Because people need to understand that there's so much failure that comes when you are starting your own business. And there's so much failure that just comes with life that we've, we've got to learn to adapt and learn and move on from it. But I want to talk about one of the more successful, if not the most successful product that you have, which is your Grande Lash MD. Yes. Did it take off the way that you expected it to? Uh, I, 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 you know, I didn't forecast this level of success. Um, this, this really, I mean, right now we are the number one lash conditioner in the whole entire United States of America. Mm -hmm. So it's really crazy. We've won over 30 awards for best lash conditioner, the new beauty award, cosmopolitan award. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I sometimes really have to pinch myself because I really, I don't believe it because I still live in my same house, you know. <laughs> I, I haven't really changed that much, right? Um, you know, because my kids go to school and I didn't want to leave their school or anything. So, you know, when people see me, they go, wow, you're, you're successful, but you're kind of like still very humble. And I guess... That's how I am. I mean, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn. It's just because I, I think because I wasn't raised with a lot. So, um, but so it was, it's been hard for me to imagine that I have what I have in the bank. You know, it's like I'm 51 and I'm like, okay, there's now there's things that I need to do to celebrate this success. Yeah. My, my second kid is going to go to college soon. Right. And I'm like, Frank to my husband who, by the way, just got over cancer. Thank God wow. he's okay. Yes, Amazing. yes. Thank you. Yeah, he had stage four colon cancer and they did an operation in Soul Kettering in New York, took it all out, and he just got his pathology report and Amazing. he's cancer free. Oh, yes. I just got chills. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank God. you. Yes, thank God. And, you know, so I said, listen, we need to do bucket list stuff. We just got to, mm. you know, while we're still okay right so yeah oh so, gosh I, they're like <laughs> no god that just they yeah. give you chills i mean how how incredible that i'm, I'm very grateful for your family that's amazing and i agree you know now it's now's the time you're gonna be an empty nester send these kids off and go do something crazy <laughs> i know there's see there's my other kid you see there's Lance. Oh, hi, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't leave my side. He doesn't leave my side. I love it. I love Although it. Although he's laying in the bed, you know, making it dirty, but okay. My mom vacuums the bed every day. I'm like, give it a rest. Her hair is going to be all over the bed. Just let it happen. Let, let it, it happen. Be. Exactly. It's true. It's so true. I want to talk more about you. I want to talk about what your everyday makeup routine is. Sure. So, um, I mean, pre-COVID, maybe. Pre okay, pre let's go to pre-COVID. <laughs> okay, so I definitely love um, a, a good foundation. Okay, um, right now I'm. I, I get a lot of foundations from different companies because I'm always testing things. We haven't got into the foundation, but I, I usually have to mix two colors. Uh, so I use a first. Well, okay, first I use. 
before my foundation, I always put some kind of cream on, um, you know, and then a primer, you know, if I don't have a cream, I use a primer because it, it helps to make your skin uh, more flawless before you put on your foundation. Okay. And you need to be hydrated as well. And then I'll put on a nice foundation. Um, and then after that, I'll do a setting powder. I also use um, like a small brush and I like to put the white powder under my eyes to make, you know, like my, uh, under my eyes pop and any flaws under my eyes um, really, you know, be hidden. And then I'll do uh, a bronzer, then like a highlighter and a little bit of a, I usually, because it's usually too brown after the, bron the bronzers, then I like to put a little bit of a, a little bit of a pink blush on top of that. And then for the lips, um, I, I have a lip primer that I make, so that helps to smooth out the lips before you put your lipstick on. So I prime them, and then I put like a liner. Um, you know, nothing nothing too dark in a liner. I like to keep it so semi-neutral, but just so I, I, I prevent feathering. Um, and then I put typically either a lipstick or like some kind of you know like a plumper like grande lips um or or you know or just a lipstick with a plumper over it i usually like to gloss over um i just think it makes my lips more youthful and pouty uh and then with an eyeliner i usually go inside the waterline with with a, a black eyeliner and um you know, I, I like, I do a variety of different eyeshadows. I do like eyeshadow. I don't go like too heavy. I'll do like either mauves and pinks or like browns and golds. Um, and then when I do my mascara, I usually do first like a little curl with a lash curler and then a primer. And then I put on um, grande mascara, of course. And I also have a primer for lashes as well. And then after that, I have a new tool called Grande Lash Lift. It's a heated lash curler. I can't live without that. Um, that's been winning a lot of awards. It's a heated lash curler that you use after mascara to really give your lashes that extra lift. Um, and what I love about that is that, you know, like at four o'clock when you're having that lash lull and you're like going out and you kind of want to reapply and you don't want to put mascara over mascara because your lashes will look like kind of crunchy and yucky. Um, this, the heat actually helps to break up the mascara. Um, so it's almost like you're reapplying in a way. And then the lift makes it look like you just put on mascara again. So Grande Lash Lift, great tool. Um, good price too, just saying. <laughs> so everything's in the yeah. show notes. Go buy it all. You're hearing <laughs> the woman herself, okay? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not trying to plug myself, but I'm oh, girl, you. I'm gonna plug you all day long. This is what this <laughs> podcast is about. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, so, yes. Tell me, we have a segment called Truth and Trial. Tell me okay. what has been the greatest trial in your career so far, and my follow up to that is what has it taught you? So I'd say the greatest trial in my career and what has it taught me? Hmm, that's a good question. So definitely, I think leaving my kids for, for these trade shows, ha 
and the way I, I, I missing things, it, it, it was, it was hard for me. And, and as you have a younger audience and I'm sure a lot of them have kids and you're like, I can't do it. I can't leave my kids. And, um, but it taught me it was okay to do what you knew you had to do with your passion. And so I'm okay with it. So that was, you know, it was hard to leave them. Um, but I did it and I don't regret it. So I'm not looking back in a negative way. It's positive. I mean, now I could send my, my son to the best college, you know, um, and I'm really happy for that. Right. Um, and thank God he's not going to have any, you know, big college bills, but yeah. So it taught me that even though you feel that it's something that maybe, you know, you're tugging with your heart and you're like, I can't do it but I know it's the right thing to do, but I'm, you know, because a lot of times we tug back and forth. Should we do it? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? You know, you can't always be there for everyone. You have to be there and make something for yourself, right? Like I would want my kid to do that for themselves. Right. So I, and sometimes I would go back and say, yeah, I would want my sons to do what they need to do for themselves and not only sacrifice for, for their children. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my answer. If it makes any sense to you. It does. It does. (laughs) I appreciate it because, you know, sometimes we see this narrative and I'm not a mother, um, you know, but we see this narrative of these women giving up everything for their kids. Yeah. And right. I watched my mom do it in ways that I wish she, I know she did it for us, but I wish she hadn't because I know that she lost part of herself in doing that. And that's not fair. And nobody, sh- th- that should have never been put on her to do that. Right. Um, so it's one thing, you know, that I hope when I am a mother, um, if I'm lucky enough to be one that I take that wisdom and that advice and I make sure in this for every woman who's listening, um, you know, that we're still able to identify with who we are aside from the people who need us. And so I think that's really exactly. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. No, it's really been an honor to talk about, you know, these things and, and um, I'm happy. I, that I, I hope people got something out of today and, um, you know, that their inspiration for their own lives, you know, that they could take it to the next level. I hope I help them with that. Yeah, I really do. Man, Alicia Grande, you are filled with so much wisdom, so much personality and energy. Oh, thank you. Where can people hang out with you online? Where can we get all your products? (laughs) So Sephora.com, Ulta.com, Amazon.com, and Grande Cosmetics, of course.com. Um, I love if you follow at Grande Cosmetics on Instagram. Uh, we're starting to do TikToks too. Ooh. All of these things. Yeah. We're, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. I've never done a TikTok, but uh, I would try. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for your time. Oh, today. you're welcome. Thank you for hanging yeah. out with us. You are absolutely oh, amazing. And I wish you all, all the best. And again, congratulations on, on the news about your husband. Thank you so much. It was you're a welcome. pleasure. You're all welcome. right. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.